listeners, we just have a quick little announcement before you listen to this week's episode. It's you- bullshit, Nick! It's bullshit! And now that audio is unusable because he shouted it. <laughs> uh, you might notice this episode. Uh, Mike's audio sounds a little bit uh, different due to a technical hiccup, which, as Mike indicated, was bullshit. However, I am ad- sick of these hiccups, Nick. It's not right. It ain't right, man. It's always me. It's it, always me. It happens to the best of us. Um, but the episode that you're about to listen to has a lot of great stuff in it, so obviously we still want you to hear it. But you're going to be hearing, essentially, Mike's just raw audio from the Zoom call that we have. We normally record it on much higher quality microphones. So it's going to sound a little bit less than what you're expecting, but it's hey, still... Some, some, I'm sure some of our listeners like it raw, Nick. <laughs> Great quality like that is why you will enjoy this week's episode. But we just want to you give know, you... It's fine, because it's my episode, so whatever, I guess. <laughs> whatever, indeed. So yeah, we just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up before you go into this week's episode. Uh, but we'll be back next week with mwah, that pristine good shit that you guys are used to from our podcast. Absolutely. Oh, no, guys, guys, my computer just exploded. No! No! Uh, and with that, enjoy the episode. And his name is John C. You know, I've got a, now that I'm thinking about it, I've got a bad habit of just getting halvesies, you know? Man, I remember the first time I had sex with somebody, I didn't really want, I wanted to keep my V card, so then I just gave one pump, you know what I mean? I was just like, this is it, this is what you get, let's go back to third base, you know? Mike, you gave what I asked the Starbucks barista to give me (laughs) in my coffee, just Just one one pump. pump. Yeah. (laughs) One pump of vanilla, it's the exact same order. Yeah, I don't like it too sweet. Oh. <laughs> and actually, if I wanted to intro with after I said too sweet, I could, because there, there is a wrestling reference to that, but I, I won't. No, Just, please do it. Let's get into this. I really <laughs> want to talk about this, day, this week's subject. Too sweet? Just like the, uh, the inside baseball pro wrestling hand symbol for... The Click and Degeneration X, which are professional wrestlers who we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Song Topsy Report. Holy Damn, shit, that is, hurt. It, is that what it sounds like when I do it? No, you're much better at it. You're so much better at <laughs> that it. But hurt me, Steve. Yeah. But regardless, it is, in fact, the Song Topsy Report, where we do dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm your, your journeyman wrestling historian uh for today's episode steve trollinger historian in all areas as we are learning uh as of late also mike i'm so glad you are back and feeling better yes yes i am so sorry for being out last week you know sometimes you just hit the wall of exhaustion and uh you just need or to get literal the literal eight wall. hours yes. a <laughs> a wall. yeah uh mike, yeah. mike has written exhaustion on a wall and just frequently accidentally bumps into it you can't run 20 miles multiple times in a week and then get and then go to a barbecue and stay out and then wake up and then go to work at five o'clock in the morning and then expect that you're going to have any energy left it just it, it was all gone no it's insane guys please follow mike um on instagram and you can see all of his runs that he chronicles just like this shirtless glistening adonis of a man just showing his phone screen and the path that he ran 20 goddamn miles mike is wild like seriously oh. Hey, listen. There's there's a lot that of mar- was, that was that was the length of a that was the length of an early Olympic era marathon. Yes. 
<laughs> nice plug, Steve. Check out episode one of Are You Telling Me, which I think is like episode, I don't know, 130 something. If you just scroll back a little bit further in the podcast app you're in. Yo, we gotta, we, I think we need to make a movie about that before someone else does. Serious, Steve, that was one of the most, and you're like writing the zeitgeist because I saw like a meme about it later. Oh, I was gonna say, Steve is in the zeitgeist by talking about the Olympics from 120 years ago. No, but like, like after we did that episode, I saw a meme and it was like talking about talking about that marathon. I was like, holy shit, look at this! Like, and it definitely wasn't me trying to poison the well, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, but if it is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and this week. Steve is our primary researcher slash historian, and uh, we're going to once again dive into a subject that we've dived into a few times in the past, uh, wrestlers and the music associated with them. Yeah, This will be the third, I think, because we talked about, uh, we talked about uh, Hogan being a man, uh, according to the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. Uh, and then we talked about, uh, I brought in the wrestling album one and two. Yes. Um, and in my research for that, I actually discovered a whole host of other really just crazy ass, terrible, mediocre wrestling music by wrestlers and for wrestlers. So I think, I think I might end up making this, uh, yet another of Nick's favorite, uh, long running show within a show, uh, where we, where we do like, uh. Because we did, we did the day at the movies, and I do that on occasion. There's enough wrestling crap music out there for me to do a, a, a few more of these later on. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, though. Maybe like wrestling with mediocrity or something like that. I don't know. In the arena, the three count. I don't know what the episode's going to be called yet, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm down for all that. Are you? Are you down for the three count of all? Hell in a song top. Nope. Nope. It's supposed to rhyme, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, but yes, today we're going to discuss uh, some uh, a gentleman, a gentleman without reproach, a gentleman who has who holds the record not only for most WWE World Championships, but also for most amount of sick and dying kids visited for Make Wish. Uh, and that man is and we the do leader, keep track. and we do keep track. And that man is the leader of the C Nation, uh, the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. Ba -da -da -da! Thanks, Mike. And here, here's here's me actually playing it. <laughs> Your time is up. My time is now. Now you can't see me. My time is now. Now it's the franchise where I'm shining. Now, now you can't see me. My time is now. In case you forgot or felt. So I feel bad. I feel like I really, you know, I kind of jumped out of watching wrestling when I was like. 13. I feel like I just missed the John Cena era and he was beating the hell out of everybody. Wait, Mike, are you saying you couldn't see John Cena? You didn't or you couldn't? It's a very it's very important that you get the distinction correct. That is fair. <laughs> <laughs> but that was huh. but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, that was a different artist. That was not John Cena himself we were here. No. No, thanks, thanks, Nick. That was very not insufferable the way you phrased that. No, that was. So uh, I just want to make sure here for this second that wasn't John Cena. That was in fact John Cena, uh, rapping his own uh, theme song, uh, which is a wait. That was John Cena. Yeah, did you not know that was actually him? that's no. John? That's John Cena. Oh yeah, I thought Nick was just being a jackass and being like Steve. That's not like. 
leading into no, the really I honestly heavily. did not know that that was John Cena. Yeah, okay, great. This will be fun then. Um, Steve, so, Mike and I are both going to be the voice of the audience on this one. Please assume we know nothing, which I know you do every episode anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so a little bit of background. Uh, born John Felix Anthony Cena Jr., uh, Hell yeah. 16 world titles and four and a half names. That's how he rolls. Um, and hailing from West Newbury, Massachusetts, uh, the man known as John Cena is by far one of the most polarizing figures in modern-day professional wrestling. Um, originally aiming to become a professional bodybuilder, he instead moved into pro wrestling, uh, as you do, because, you know, there's not a whole lot of, like, daylight between those two careers. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm already super jacked. Uh, is there a way I can make a lot of money being super jacked? I know. I'll go into pro wrestling. Um, and he started wrestling for a small promotion under the ring name The Prototype, uh, where he portrayed something akin to a government super soldier, which, as, as, as we'll find out much later, not much will change <laughs> after that. Um, Eventually, he began performing in the WWF at the time, but WWE's developmental brand known as Ohio Valley Wrestling as the character. He kept the character the prototype. Uh, after debuting in the WWE proper under his real name, John Cena, he floundered after not really connecting with the audience. He was, the, he was sort of the, the vanguard of a wrestling, uh, pro wrestling, on, at least when it comes to the WWE, likes to separate itself into sort of er distinct eras. So, like, the era that a lot of people our age are familiar with, with The Rock and Stone Cold and all those guys that's referred to as the Attitude Era. Oh, that was, yeah! That, that was their promotional, like, scheme at the time, was like, now we've got Attitude, and et cetera. We're, we, 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 swear, we swear a lot and give middle fingers and make dumb jokes and basically tr try to get teenagers' money. And, and what... Now, was that also the era where, like, the era of, like, uh, when they had the darkness and the vampires and shit... Oh, with the Undertaker, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the Undertaker and the Brood. Yeah, they were their actual vampires. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I love so when they were so dropping John blood Cena. on people and stuff. Oh, that was cool. That was Gangrel. Yeah, that was his. Uh, that was a wrestler, Nick, who was a uh, vampire, and he would drop fake blood on people, sissy Spacek style. <laughs> um, but spooky as a kid too. I mean, like, oh yeah. man, all the lights are out. Oh jeez. They also have great. They they have a theme song. It's not like a. There's no lyrics. It's just an in instrumental. But it's actually really cool. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about crap. Um, <laughs> so um, the uh, uh, John. So the the Attitude Era kind of was fading because uh, you had all those guys that I mentioned leaving, except for the Undertaker, who is a literal undead zombie man. Who I guess it's immortal. Um, now but, he rides a motorcycle. Exactly. Well, actually, now he's retired. Oh, now he's retired. <laughs> no, he he still he still wrestles like once a year. No, I heard that he's actually not even going to do that anymore. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's probably for the best. Yes, uh, <laughs> he's been through a lot. Um, but uh, so Vince McMahon, in his in his great wisdom, decided it was <laughs> time to move on to an yeah, he decided it was time to move on to a to a new era, an era that he entitled ruthless aggression. aggression. Um. And the, the sort of vanguard, the first acolyte of this new Ruthless Aggression era was John Cena, who debuted in a match with uh, the Olympian Kurt Angle. Uh, it was like an open challenge. John Cena shows up. He's wearing some yellow-ass trunks and nothing else. And he's got like a flat top cut. And it, like he, he cuts this very like uber-aggressive promo talking about, you know, it's like, 
He's like, I've got ruthless aggression. Like, he actually says it out loud. He does. Which is yes. stupid. So stupid. And then he it wails on so him. I saw that. And then he, yeah. And he just started beating him up. So John Cena was sort of like the, the first the first person to uh, sort of like, uh, Vince Vince looked at him and was like, you, you will be the vanguard of my new era. <laughs> and then he started dancing. And then lightning was somehow behind him as he said that. Exactly. And then that vampire music we haven't heard started playing. So he, he but he floundered because he doesn't really have a character. That was his whole character was he was just ruthlessly aggressive, whatever that <laughs> means. Um, and then one day he was worried about being let go. And then one day on a tour bus, he and a few of the other wrestlers, uh, like I think it was Rey Mysterio was one of them, uh, engaged in some freestyle rap battles for fun. Uh, also on the bus was Stephanie McMahon, who noticed this and approached him with the possibility of a character change. And that character debuted uh, a couple of nights later on the Halloween edition of SmackDown, where John Cena, uh, everyone was dressed in costumes, and John Cena came as Vanilla Ice. What? Uh, oh, that's great! Yes. Uh, and basically... Go Cena, uh, go Cena, go! Go Cena, go Cena, go! Basically pivoted to a... Yes, pivoted to a, a more villainous character. Um, vanilla this ice character. Vanilla... I knew you were going to say that the second I said it. Uh, vanillous, 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 vanillous ice, yeah. Um, basically that. The character is a... The character is like an evil vanilla ice. That was his character. Um, so, Chocolate uh, this, ice. Yeah. This, so this... This new version, uh, who went by the nickname The Doctor of Thugonomics, and no, I, I'm not familiar with that field of study myself. No, you can actually get um, that at the University of Phoenix. Oh, okay. Online only. You can get your doctorate, yeah. Um, would debut on that Halloween episode. Um, so Cena, going forward, would... I'm a doctor uh, in thugging. <laughs> thugonomics, Mike. Thugging is a totally different major. So going forward, his new Doctor of Thugonomics character would dress in, like, Standard white guy rap attire, backwards cap, like a uh, basketball sport, random basketball sports jersey of whatever city he was in. Um, Just like peak he, 2003 white guy rapping. Yeah. He wore a chain around his neck with a padlock on it for some reason. But he had to be able to, like, he wanted to lock his bike up wherever he went, man. <laughs> yeah. He had to bike uh, he around. Had, he spent all he his money on his degree of thugonomics. <laughs> he couldn't afford a car. <laughs> he would he would come out and he would uh, use his freestyle skills to childishly insult and denigrate the wrestler he was about to fight. And I do mean childishly. Like, they would be, like, talking about poopy butts and things like that. It was not... It was definitely a thing that kids were super into. The word poopy makes me upset. That brings out my, my, my own ruthless aggression. I don't know what it is, man, about it. It's just... It's like, we're a, you're an adult. You say shitty. You know what I mean? Get this poopy business out of here. Uh, but uh, he would debut um, for this character a, a theme song, uh, which we will discuss for a little bit because I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, and this theme song is called Basic Thugonomics. So it's the 101 class. Yeah, the introductory you're course. You're a basic thug, bro. <laughs> Think you're untouchable. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is big basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. Whoa. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Yeah. That's deep. But, but no, that's how he, that's how he started. He said, So you think you're untouchable. Well, you aren't. He is. And he'll force you to feel him, I guess. 
<laughs> word life? What is, what is this? This is like your... nobody knows. Nobody knows, Mike. Nobody knows what we're. It's the universe of Scrabble. That's what no, it see, is. No, some man. people what... some people use Google Docs and some people use Apple's Pages application to write documents. But Cena's <sighs> all about no. Microsoft Word. He drafts all <laughs> of his lyrics on Word. He is Word Life all the way. I thought you were going to ask, sorry, Mike. I thought you were going to ask, what does word life mean? And I was prepared with the statement of nobody knows what the fuck word life means. <laughs> but here on the Song Topsy Report, we have now found out. That is what listeners come here to find out. Uh, let's So let's get into this a little bit. Whether fighting or spitting, my discipline is unforgiving. Got you backing up in the defensive position. An ass kicking anthem, heavyweight or phantom, holding camp for ransom. The microphone phantom. Teams hit- um, so uh, some of our, uh, we got a, a, a nice email from one of our um, uh, listeners outside the U.S. who uh, requested and uh, that, uh, you know, for, for people whose English is not their first language, that we sort of like clarify certain lyrics from time to time so in case you didn't get it what he said was whether fighting or spitting my discipline is unforgiven got you backing up in a defensive position an ass kicking anthem heavyweight or bantam holding camps for ransom the microphone phantom camps like a like a bunch of campers like he's out He's like he's out of he's got a bunch of Boy Scout troops. I used to be I used to be a Boy Scout, and we would go to uh, Mike. Ironically enough, the camp we went to is called Camp Russell, and uh, I was not Stop. under the impression. No, I, that's that's a hundred percent true. Uh, I was under the impression we were there on our own volition, but in hindsight, perhaps we were held ransom by uh, the Doctor of Thugonomics. So the uh, the lyric. Um Backing up in a defensive position likely comes from the fact that CNN used to play center in his college football uh, on his college football team, um, and centers not only snap the ball to the quarterback but they protect the quarterback by making the defensive player he's going up against uh, back up. So that's kind of what he was. That's what he was intuiting there. For people who don't understand sports like I do, but he's but he's talking about wrestling. Why is he making football references? I suppose you can still also back up in a defensive position as a wrestler. There's actually, yeah, there's a wrestling move called a three-point stance, which is you get down in the the three-point football stance, and then like it's you sort of like imaginarily yell hike and then rush into whoever's in front of you with your shoulder. That's a little trick you don't learn at the University uh, of Phoenix Thugonomics course, let me tell you. Exactly. I was terrible at football, man. I'll tell you really? what. Really? I thought you'd be good at it. I was a tight end, but I always jumped the line. We must have got... I think after the fourth time in a row, they took me out and didn't put me back in Aww. for a long time. It was fun, though. I caught one pass the whole season. It was great. That's was, pretty uh, good. I had, these, I had these sticky gloves, you know? It's good times. Was that legal? I just imagine yes. you just like, yeah, sp- I, like, I don't like think lining, that's legal. lining like Elmer's glue on your glove. I caught it. It's like dangling at the end of your pinky and staying on. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. This is totally fair, right? Right? Hey, um, all, all the receivers wear the gloves. The sticky gloves with the glue on them? I never played football. Because if you say it out loud, it doesn't sound like it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they just made it so, like, you know, you don't want the palm sweat or if it was rainy, you know, you, you didn't want it to be slippery. So we're not so we're not going to go much further into the Dr. Thugonomics because we have, we have better Aww. fish to fry. Um, maybe, on, maybe on another <laughs> episode, but I just wanted to give, this is a, a taste of uh, of sort of like his character development. 
which is going to stop at like 2005 and <laughs> never change until like now. So, um, shortly after debuting this ring uh, persona, um, he became very popular because what tends to happen in professional wrestling is that um, if you start out as just like a straight baby face, which are the good guys, people tend to like get sick of you pretty quick because you're usually pretty bland or something. Um, and a lot of guys like The Rock, this happened with The Rock, where he would get popular as a heel because you could just sort of go all out and not have to worry about like say your prayers and it take your vitamins and be like that kind of character yeah um, the villains are always way more fun they love the bad boys so cena um and bad ladies very... well i like me some bad ladies i'll tell you we what. know we all we all know mike Don't no worry. mike expand upon this in a 20 minute tangent i really want to hear I, i'm just saying you know any succubus i'm doomed like that's it like she i mean demonic my bis let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> the full bis preferably but uh so he became very popular um popular enough that within a year of sort of <clears throat> developing this character he was uh tapped to first win the united states championship and then a year later the world title the wwe championship um <clears throat> uh now this moment his initial success his winning the championship combined at the same time with the product the whole product's general shift into a pg environment so now they're trying to like move away from like getting money from teenagers and they're and young adults and they're trying to get kids money again like they used to in the Hulk Hogan days. Uh so uh and following all that he also uh starred in the one of the WWE films which is their film company uh first feature the Marine where he played Which a, I saw. Yeah. Oh yeah. That Robert, like Robert, Robert Patrick was a bad guy, right? To the uh yeah. T1000? Yeah. I don't remember it being awful. Like, for what it was, for what it set out to be, it accomplished what it was. How John many Cena, films? He, he was only, like, 25 or 26 when he did that movie, I too, I think. He was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Does the WWE have a bunch of movies? Oh, yeah. yeah they, have K- the, they have a whole, film, a whole film company. Yeah, I remember around that same time, Kane was in See No Evil, where he was, like, a slasher character, essentially, killing a bunch of teenagers. Oh, that's and, perfect and, for Kane. And now he's the mayor of Knox, Tennessee. Yes, he is. Dude, people love electing wrestlers. You know what? People like big, big they like strong candidates, you know? Literally, very strong, yes, very, very strong man candidates. Con- candidates. Like, if you can beat the hell out of your opponent, how are you not going to get elected? You know what I mean? That, we, I don't know. The content of your Rock, ideas, the... <laughs> I'm telling you, if The Rock ran for president, he'd win. He'd win. I think he'd win. He should win. Because he's big, he's strong, he's thoughtful, he's nice. <laughs> Who cares? You know, you don't need to be a politician to, to win an election. Oh, we oh. have found that out many times <laughs> yes. over in this country. We're well aware. We are well, well aware. And it's going so well. Um, so... <laughs> I, so because I'm running the show, I'm not going to let us go into a tangent on that. Uh, only when I'm doing it is it allowed. Yes, you so, are the big show in this case, Steve. Exactly. Oh, Nick, that's all. Um, so after starring in that You're film... You're too combined, cool. I'll tell you what. <laughs> my attitude era never went away. You are you are hot, heavy, and here suit. You are Triple H, Mike. <laughs> all right, enough of this shit. Um, so... His character developed uh, with all of those things going into the melting pot away from his v- villainous ice character uh, into 
his current and most recognizably annoying form, uh, that of a troop-loving, salute-giving Superman character who always beats the odds, no matter how ungodly stacked the odds are. Boring. I don't know. What's people seem to love OP characters. You know what I mean. Superman was very popular. Oh, the kids love it. But like, you got to understand that at this point, like they were trying to like get kids involved because they, you know, you got to sort of replenish your your money well. You got to replenish the people who like who are going to grow up and keep watching this uh, because you know full well by doing that, everyone else who previously loved what you were doing is going to hate your guts. And that's kind of the thing with pro wrestling fans is that they. They do have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the product because they complain about it relentlessly, but they also can't stop watching because they keep hoping it's going to get better soon. Sort of like CNN. (laughs) So his ability to overcome odds stems a lot from his status as the franchise player of the company. And as I was saying before, kind of unwilling to move on from the cash cow that was John Cena, the company would rely on him exclusively for over a decade producing a formulaic and repetitive story of him pretty much, as Mike stated earlier, beating anybody who got thrown at him, which would lead forever to accusations of the company and Cena burying what's called burying new and up-and-coming talent. Because they basically, like, someone would get popular, and then they'd throw him to Cena, but they couldn't have Cena lose to them, so they would kick his ass. So they would get their ass handed to them, and then whatever mystique or power they had sort of generated with the audience would dissipate, and they were done for, basically. You know what? Thank God MMA came around because uh, soon, you know, once you realize it was fake and you're like, what the hell does all this, the belts and champion, what does it all mean? It just, it just seemed like a big goddamn waste of time. Like I like being entertained, but if the same person is going to win every time and there's no developing cool storylines of other people rising up or bad guys taking over and then having to get taken down, I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't judge it. I wasn't watching it, but... No, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened constantly for, like, 12 years. Oh, so I didn't miss that. That's anything. actually... Yeah, no. I, I was very into <laughs> wrestling circa, like, 2007 to 2009, I would say. And then I recently dipped my toe back into it. And I, it, it was entertaining for what I saw, but... Yeah, it's... Uh, the. the the appealing thing about wrestling is it's basically just a, a soap opera and a stunt show combined into one. And when it's firing on all cylinders, it is wildly entertaining. But yeah. when when it's creatively kind of running dry, it's it's kind of like what you said, Mike. It's just watching the same stunt show over and over and, again, basically. And it is creatively running dry like nine out of ten times. That's what I mean about like the unhealthy relationship. That I don't the know fans if you'll get have. to it, Steve, but the most recent John Cena match that they did at the socially distanced WrestleMania was like Buck Wild. It was like a David Lynch directed. Yeah, yeah, I do know. No, we we won't get to that today. But I know. Ah. What you, yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, he's he's kind of like stepped away now that he's going, you know, doing what The Rock did, and he's like only working part time, and he's doing film and things like that. Now that he stepped away, there's less of a they rely on him less so he can get like his ass kicked from time to time at least. Um, but not still, even still, they somehow managed to mess that up. But I could have a whole episode devoted to complaining about that. But that's not what we're here for. Uh, so the song we heard before, the Doctor of Thugonomics, uh, obviously was not going to, or the, uh, sorry, basic Thugonomics 101, was not going to suffice for this new heroic John Cena character. So uh, John Cena partnered with his cousin, 
he also partnered with him, I didn't mention that before, on the previous song. Uh, his cousin is a hip-hop artist called The Trademark. Uh, real name, uh, Mark Predka. Well, you can't uh, get trademarked unless you have a prototype. Yes, exactly. I don't know if they thought that much into it, but <laughs> I hope they did. Um, and the trademark spelled M a trade with M-A-R-C, not K, because the guy's oh. name is Mark with a C, not a K. Um, so Mark Predka, they're they're cousins, and he's a hip-hop artist. Um, so he and Cena collaborated first on Basic Thugonomics, and then they collaborated on his current on his new and current theme that he's held for like 12 years uh the time is now which we got a little bit at the beginning of the show yo guys i'm sorry i just i was just thinking wouldn't it be funny if the trademark and prototype were in a tag team match against the copyright brothers you know, <laughs> i think that would be a great wrestling match <laughs> i mean there was a there was an old an old tag team called money inc that was in the uh, 80s. It was the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and IRS. Uh, IRS was a wrestler uh, whose name was Erwin R. Scheister, and he went by IRS. Uh, and he wrestled in, like, a button-down shirt, slacks, and red suspenders. And he would walk to the, to the ring with a suitcase and some glasses on. Oh, and he definitely hit somebody with the suitcase. Like, Oh, yeah, over and over. Uh, I love it. I Patent love it. denied! Patent denied! <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, I would I, that that would be an interesting sort of like uh computer experiment to see what would happen if they if they went up against each other. Um so uh the single The Time Is Now was produced by Seattle hip hop producer Jake One, who, as luck would have it, um one day uh on a record shopping expedition discovered uh, an instrumental version of a country standard called The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And he specifically became enamored of the opening horns, which sounded like this. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and Wait, he... when did that song come out? So that came out in the late 60s, 70s, I think, early okay. 70s. Um, so he just found it and listened to it and became sort of like, oh, man, I really I like that as a hook. I got to I got to fit that into something. And in fact, he also liked the end of the song, too. Which, as you can. Ah. So that's where he got uh, that that one song is where he got the uh, sort of like opening hook, uh, just sort of like pieced it together from it. And uh, he had originally intended that tr uh, the track featuring those horns to be given to Ghostface Killa, uh, which is an interesting, interesting little tidbit. Instead, he gave it to a pro wrestler who raps. Um, and as you may or may not have heard at the beginning there, Jake One also sampled a vocal effect from M.O.P.'s Annie Up, that opening bit there uh, where he says... Can't remember, like where he goes, like the cutter and the what is it? Oh, the tongue roll. Yeah, um, yeah, Amadou. Some that that sort of intro there that that he shouts. That's from a, the MOP song. You know, like Annie up, kidnap that fool. You remember that? Song? I, I do not, but I take your word for it. Oh no! See, I already had a bunch of tabs. I didn't feel like also <laughs> playing that. So uh, sampled uh, both of those, 
um, and uh, ended up giving them to to John Cena, who he and his cousin, the trademark, uh, heard it and was like, yes, this is definitely this like they wanted like a Rocky sound. They wanted like a Rocky on his way to the ring sort of mm. sound. Um, and they were like, yes, this is it. We got to have it. And then proceeded to write the song around it um, where they celebrated the fact that there's a new era and that era belongs to John Cena and his time is now. You know, even Rocky lost, and that was... Only the one time, though. I'm sorry, twice. He lost twice. He lost twice, man, and that was a good thing. You needed to see him lose so he could come back and win. And uh, It's almost like that's a basic story arc to just lead to satisfying character development. But why didn't John... So, but John Cena never lose? I mean... Sometimes he does, but there was like a good 10 years there where it was, it was not a good money-making idea to have him lose. Damn. Um, but let's get into the song a bit, since yes. we're already 40 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your time is up, my time is now. now. You can't see me, my time is now. now. It's the franchise where I'm shining now. now. You can't see me, my time is now. In case you forgot or fell off. Wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait. What? Why? What does having to see him have to do with what time it is for him? You know what I mean? Like, what nice see? Oh, your time's now. You're up. I see you. Like, uh, you're up. Like, if it wasn't your time, then maybe I wouldn't see you because it wasn't time to see you yet. Yeah, you can't see me is what I complained about in middle school when I didn't have any friends. Isn't that because you were at home? Home? (laughs) You can't see me. I'm schooled from home. (laughs) My time is any time. <laughs> my time I, I, is put into a schedule that's printed out on a refrigerator and taped for my parents to leave me with. My time is now. <laughs> I'm the parent learning boy. <laughs> but Nick, I'm sure if you had been allowed out of the house, you would have made a bunch of friends. I was allowed out of the house, you asshole. I wasn't a feral child. I just spent 7th and 8th grade away from miserable children. You can't see me. I'm allergic to grass. <laughs> My parents will let me out of the house. Nick, you were just born the wrong time. You know what I mean? If you were doing 7th and 8th grade now, you would everyone's homeschooled. Oh, that's true. You know what? You were ahead of the you're ahead of the time. Your time was then. Yes. <laughs> you see me now. My time was then. Uh, but I love, but I, I love the first verse. He seems kind of defensive. He, the first verse is, in case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. He's starting with the assumption that the audience doesn't think he's hot anymore. And given that this was written for him, like, at the height of his popularity, too. It's like, no, nobody forgot, John. Thank you. We're all painfully aware that you are still hot. Well, did we play that part yet? Yes, we did. We, then I, 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 yeah. I had to go back. Here. Here. Forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. I live this, it's automatic. I win this, so you hear those horns, you finish. A soldier. He's not Ron, right? No, he's not. Every time that happened, he came out and beat the shit out of somebody. Uh, the So the lyric was, as Nick referenced before, in case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. I assume he's a Ninja Turtles fan. Um my money. So I'm saying, yeah, go he's, Cena, go Cena, go. he's villainous yeah. ice. He appeared in a Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> um, I'm sure he would if he'd given the chance to. Um, 
my my money stack fat plus i can't turn the swell off guys i'm just i'm just swole nat i can't turn it off it's just who i am that sounds dangerous you should have control of your swell hey listen sometimes, uh, sometimes you you swell when it's not expected and it can be a little embarrassing but you know you try to hide it in the waistband and <laughs> you do what you can until the swelling goes away, but oh my god, could you imagine if you couldn't turn the swell? Oh my god, hey guys, talk about doing like big I, business. I've, <laughs> I've asked you this before. Where where's the most awkward place you've gotten swole? Mike, have you asked this before? <laughs> it's constantly so. coming up in conversation. So let me just reference this topic we've discussed over and over again. Wait, are we talking about the same? No, no, you guys are talking about two wildly means? different things. <laughs> Mike, do you know what it what I'm talking about becoming swole? Uh yeah, it's when you it's when you get big. Yeah, it's when you become I'm, I'm, I'm keeping I'm, it ambiguous, I'm, Mike. I'm making a funny about where else you can get big, Steve. Yeah, but that My doesn't dick take is jacked. <laughs> well, unlike you, Mike, unlike you, Mike, I don't need to work that part out for it to be swole. Much like John Cena, Whoa. quote, it's automatic. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> Your time is up, Mike. My time is now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me. You, Steve is hiding in his monitor. <laughs> Steve, given the context of what we're talking about, that's like a real weird tag-in during, like, talking about DT and somebody. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, it was a DDT. Yeah, it's a DDT. That's what it's, that's what yeah, it's so, called. Yeah, okay. No, that's funny. So, I'm, I, I, you're I, drilling I, something. I, I'm in it. I'm in it. You're, dr- uh, you're, you're drilling a head into something, more oh, or less. Uh, yeah. Yes, Steve! <laughs> um, oh, Joe. So, shit, this is great. <laughs> as, as Mike pointed out before, the lyric, the franchise, doing big business, I live this, it's automatic, I win this, which, I mean, he wrote this before that was a common occurrence, but yeah, that's that was so Vince McMahon looked at that lyric and was like, "That's that's it. That's what I want. That's what I want all the time. That's the money going forward." He wrote his own story, man. He figured it out. He's that's like, the no. secret. He wa- it's he, the secret. He, 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 he manifested. Secret. Uh, I win this. You hear those horns? You finished more or less. Turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. I live this. It's automatic. I win this. So you hear those horns? You finished a soldier, and I stay under you. Plus I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning Ain't no way you breaking me, kid I'm harder than nails Plus I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail I'm slaughtering Whoa. <laughs> He's part of the jail, Mike Yeah, how's that? <laughs> oh, Jesus Does that make you more or less inclined to like him then, Mike? I, uh, look, jail's a terrible place, I hate it, so And he's but a I par- really, I, I, He's a part of the jail, man He's a, he's a part of the system He is right? He's doing he big the business. System. The big business is for-profit prisons. Hashtag end private ownership. He was the prototype for the prison industrial complex. The jail, slaughtering stale competition. I got the whole block wishing they could run with my division, but they gone fishing with no bait. Kid your boy, hold wait. I got my soul straight. I brush your mouth like cold gate. And wow. then he- you know, he's he chose a great brand. I'll tell you, my dentist always says that Crest has like plastic in it and it's terrible. Oh. This has been <laughs> this has been a song topsy dentistry update. We have one every episode. Sponsored by Colgate. Um wait, I got a joke for you, Mike. Hey Mike, uh what um what what do they use to repair uh toll booths with? 
What do what do they use? Tollgate booth paste. No, 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 no. How can you? Do you get it? No, do you get it, <laughs> Steve. That's like. I'm not going <sighs> to edit that out, just so you can bask in the shame of that. I, I can. T- I'm usually a big fan of puns, Steve, and that one, that one hurt me. That <laughs> you see, you see, Nick. I'm better than you. I hurt Mike with mine. I hurt more. So. He said, so he said, I'm slaughtering stale competition. I got the whole block wishing they could run with my division, but they gone fishing. So gone fishing is a common slang term used for a sports team that has just been eliminated or doesn't make it to the postseason. So like Cena is saying that after he beats the competition or other wrestlers, they've gone fishing. They've gone to the back of the line. And they got to work their way back up again. What does kid your boy hold weight mean? Is he uh, call? He's you know he's telling fellow dads that their kids are fat. I think it's like kid comma. So it's like kid like you're saying the like, commas like after bait. Oh, I I think it's just messed up on the yes on the thing here. Um, so let's just they're let's literally just baiting us with a bait lyric. Exactly. Uh, that's him talking about how he follows the straight and narrow path, and he's very like pro drug free. Like he's against drugs. He's like straight edge. He and, McGruff, really. he and McGruff would have a lot to get along with. I know sure Vince McMahon sounds a lot like McGruff the Crime Dog. I only got the one voice, Nick. I'm sorry. He made a KKK reference. No? I, no? no, that's clan with a C, Mike. Yeah, but look, I think it's more in the Scot. I think it's more in the Scottish sense. If they hate, let them hate. I dropped the whole clan. It's it's when he left white supremacist America behind Mm -hmm. and moved forward as a hero for kids to look up to as a as a as an open minded. Wait, um, Mike, you're saying diverse individual? Yeah, you're saying when he says you can't see me, it's because he was wearing a white hood. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I think Mike is saying that John Cena single-handedly fought and defeated the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> according to his intro theme. That's the next WWE movie I want to see. Is John Cena beating the hell out of Ku Klux Klan members and Nazis? I think that that's. I think that's the movie America needs right now. Yeah, a white blonde guy beating up other white blonde guys in the name of people you don't see on screen. <laughs> that's definitely what America needs. All right, The Rock can be in it too. Oh, thank you, thank you, Mike, for allowing the for Fucking allowing Nazis and Ku Klux Klan members. Let's go. So to wrap things up, <laughs> um, as our listeners may or may not know, the thing that truly elevates this song beyond its wrestling trappings is its use in a trolling meme called Unexpected John Cena. Are either of you familiar with this meme? This was the only meme that existed for like two months, like two years ago, where you would just Mike. drop the John Cena, bum, ba, da, yeah. bum, just in the uh, most I, unexpected locations. And I remember, I feel like I may have heard this, but like this, the person gets pretty upset that they keep calling back, right? And yeah. Oh, so, yeah. We're gonna so look at that's a that's a good intro, Mike. Thank you. So, what Mike's referring to, uh, the meme itself has its origins in a series of pranks played by the hosts of the Drive Time Morning Show, a Z Morning Zoo, WNVZ in uh, Virginia. Um, in 2012, they they called the same 
person, in this case a woman, up, trying to sell her on a fictional WWE pay-per-view. Uh, and they would proceed to call her over and over again with a different sort of intro each time to sort of lull her into a false security, and they would play John Cena's incredibly obnoxious opening part of his theme, and they would go into a whole like promo for this like overwrought like wrestling promo for this event. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I will play the climax. So this is the last time they called her. This is the last time they called. I swear to Jesus, if this is those wrestling f***s again... Okay, good morning. Uh, hi, I'm just calling this morning to ask if you're a supporter of the United States military. Oh my God, I apologize. We've been getting calls all morning. I, I apologize, and yes. Fantastic. Yes, I am. Great. Are you a supporter of the Marine Corps? Yes, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Great, because a former decorated member of the United States Marine Corps needs your support. His name is John Cena. <laughs> He's gonna get in the ring and put boots to asses. Are you kidding me right now? WWE. Are you kidding me right now? I can't handle this. I can't not handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Available right now at a low price of only thirty nine ninety nine. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, that was like uh, I, I, that was like the last minute of like five minutes of that woman just getting for over the course of an hour just. <laughs> Like every every couple of like ten minutes or so, they'd call back. Um, so uh, that hilarious prank that certainly was uh, victimless um, would go on to inspire uh, uh, the unexpected John Cena meme, where they would drop in uh, at uh, you know they would use all sorts of different types of media, songs, films, uh, anything like that, and they would drop in. That super obnoxious opening horn riff of John Cena's entrance music, um, wherever you didn't expect John Cena to be. Uh, the more suspenseful and drawn out, the better. And at the moment you least suspected, the video is interrupted by the time is now. Films such as Spider-Man, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, children's movies like Inside Out, TV shows like Dora the Explorer, Blue's Clues, Pl Power Rangers, Dragon Ball Z, all of them have been used to make these videos. You okay there, Steve? Yeah, sorry. I had to... I, I need water because I was dying a little bit. Um, uh, so you'd have, like, you'd have, like, music. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... John <laughs> And it would be loud like that. It would be, like... I, I would do this meme a disservice if I didn't like screw with the listeners a bit by making it as as loud as it should be. Yes, listeners, adjust your own audio levels accordingly. Oh, uh, fi ba what? Batman! Yes, I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, films like Batman. Don't kill me, man! Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm John uh, and not even like venerable, like well, like thought of Oscar-winning movies were exempt from this. Slaves you were, and slaves you remain. But the terrible penalty of crucifixion has been set aside on the single condition that you identify the body or the living person of the slave called Spartacus.
I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm John C! Okay. That one's kind of my favorite just because like the the real temptation for that is to like immediately do it. Like I'm yes. I am Spartacus, but they they were like just like no no no, you got to wait till like the fifth guy. Yes. Cuz uh, um and this one uh, the the real trick of it is as you have to lull somebody into the greatest false sense of security that you possibly can. Like they can that you must not let them ever see it coming. I don't know when I went on my first outdoor picnic, but I do remember the first time I heard the sweetest voice in the wide world. You can sit here if you want. I had never seen anything so beautiful in my life. <laughs> she was like an angel. Well, you're gonna sit down, aren't you? I just sat next to her on that bus and had a conversation all the way to school. Next to Mama, no one ever talked to me or asked me questions. Are you stupid or something? Mama says stupid is as stupid does. I'm Jenny. I'm John C. <laughs> I remember wow. the the way this worked perfectly was when it would show up as like an Instagram or Facebook video where you didn't see the title or anything. It just kind of showed up and you would watch a little bit of it and then it would come out of nowhere. Like it's tough to find yeah. it on YouTube because YouTube, they either have to spoil it or legitimately just like surprise you. Right. It's It's the... It's the fun version of like those screamer videos, which I hate. Like yes. I didn't go on YouTube for years, not for years, but like there would be moments where I was <laughs> on YouTube, like just looking at a video at night, wondering like, is this gonna? It, like even if it's like like an unboxing video for I'd never watch them, but like if, even if it was something as nothing like an unboxing video for like an action figure or something, there'd always be part of myself that would think I'm gonna get a screamer. It's yeah. gonna be like the fucking Exorcist or something. <laughs> But this is like the fun version of that. Yeah, that that last one was mislabeled though. It said Forrest Gump is John Cena. Really, it was Jenny. Yeah. Who honestly, if if you, in terms of John Cena, I mean, she laid the fucking smack down on Forrest Gump's life. I mean, just destroyed it year after year. Destroyed it or made it better. You know what? This will be for our episode on. <laughs> On the history of the film Forrest Gump. Uh, to, you know what? That's a good point, Steve. To be fair, you know, I think sometimes the women we love most in our lives both fill it with such joy and just destroy us inside, you know? It's great. And I can think of no better way to end this John Cena-themed episode than with that. Mostly because I also don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> Wait, did we, did we finish the song? That's but that's all I got. That's I'm I'm sorry I didn't I don't I I didn't mean to end it so abruptly. But that's uh, yeah. No, you surprised me. I after so many surprise John Cena's, uh, I was just <laughs> anticipating one last one, I guess. But uh, what a wonderful retrospective on his uh, musical career you provided us with, Steve. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 
it's uh it, i i probably went into more detail in certain things and not enough detail in others but that's just my whole thing that's what i do that is your thing steve um <laughs> No, this was great, Steve. Thank you so much. And thank you all, listeners, for uh, tuning in this week and for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check us out on social media. We're doing fun stuff there. Uh, and check us out at DebraDevilProductions.com. And you can follow me personally um, at Nick Brigadier and uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And Mr. Mike Russell. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. Uh, and yeah, like Nick said, hey, check out our social media at the Sontopsy Report. Uh, send us your song suggestions, write us a review, look at Dapper Devil Productions, watch Chad is Not the Killer, Dairies of Our Lives. Uh, what, Steve, you got your, there's all sorts of, there's, there's so many stuff now, guys. We got all sorts of cool stuff. It- there's all sorts of crap out there with us in it. And, uh, why don't you send us to, uh, you know what, just something nice and easy, something yeah, your your favorite or most unique memory of a of a wrestler out there is it Rey Mysterio Jr. Is it uh, Gold Dust? Is it uh? Or are you a backyard wrestling fan? Send us one of those. I was sure. seriously waiting for like ten minutes to go by of just you naming wrestling and Edge yeah. and Christian. Or <laughs> Batista and uh, Rashiki. Uh... Rikishi. It's Rikishi. And don't worry, we're covering Rikishi on whatever the next time I do this is. <laughs> and uh, Steve, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo, on the Dabberdello Productions website, uh, and anywhere videos are sold. <laughs> Because I they're not even work. sold anywhere anymore. I know. I was like, because I work at whatever remaining blockbuster chains that still exist. None now. None. Yeah. Um, moment, yeah. Check me out there, and um, I yes, a moment of silence for the death knell. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can find me there and uh, and thank here you on so the show. much, Steve. And on that note, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with more fun content. I'm a little scared about next week because uh mike is going to be bringing an interesting topic uh but i'm also on the edge of my seat yeah yeah maybe we should talk about that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and until then i am nick brigadier i'm mike russell and i'm and we will see you next week take care what a surprise